So, hello. It's very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm going to be talking about disappointment, dealing with disappointment, but also how to find hope and thinking about destiny a little bit. So, if someone asked you to describe your faith in one sentence, what would you say? Well, I like to quote song lyrics when I can't quite find my own words. So for me, a line from the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, sums it up quite well. And it says, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. And as I was thinking about this, I began to wonder what exactly my bright hope for tomorrow actually is. And what is it exactly that I hope for? What gives me hope? What is hope? So I looked up in the dictionary, and hope, according to Cambridge Dictionaries Online, means to want something to happen or to be true, and usually have a good reason to think that it might. To want something to happen or to be true, and usually to have a good reason to think that it might. So what do you want to happen in your life? What do you want to be true in your life? Do you have a good reason to think that it might happen? or it might be true. What are you hopeful for? I think we hope for many different things in different stages of life. Maybe you hoped to be an astronaut or a ballerina when you grew up. Maybe you hoped to be a doctor or a teacher or an accountant. I don't know. Uh, maybe you hoped to just do well in your exams, to do well at school, to do well at university, finish that dissertation. Uh, yeah, maybe you hope to have a career that you love. Maybe you hope to get married one day, to find someone to share your life with. Maybe you hope to have children. Maybe you hope to travel. Maybe you simply hope to be happy, to be healthy. Maybe we even hope for things that are outside of ourselves. So. In true Miss World style, maybe you hope for world peace or an end to poverty. Um, so go back to the definition of hope. These are all great things to hope for, but do you have a good reason to think that they might happen? And what if they don't happen? What happens to hope then? The Bible says in Proverbs, <clears throat> hope deferred makes the heart sick. The loss of hope can be devastating and disappointing. I know I've experienced this in my life, and I know the pain and the misery it can lead to. But all these hopes are not exclusive to Christians. So what's different about Christian hope? For me, it's knowing that even if all these things hoped for never come about, we still have a God who loves us who strengthens us, who helps us overcome our disappointments. He redeems our past, liberates us from the things that hold us back, and he sets us free. So, let me tell you a little bit about how I found that freedom. So, let me introduce myself. I'm Sarah, if you didn't know that already. I'm married to Graham. 
Uh, I am a vicar's wife. Yes. I am also a mother to Caleb, Seth, and Hannah. That's number one there. Uh, the others are around somewhere. If there's a barge in from the back, that'll be them. Um, most people in St. John's have only ever known me as a wife and a mother. Uh, but believe it or not, there was a time when I was neither of those things. Uh, so I had 31, uh, 29 years before I was a wife, 31 years before I was a mother, and 35 years before I technically became a vicar's wife. Uh, don't start working out how old I am. Well, you can if you want. Um, so I have a past, just like you do. Not all of it is pretty, but I'm grateful to have not suffered any major traumas in my life. I was brought up in a Christian family, and I've basically been a Christian all of my life. My dad is Scottish, <clears throat> and my grandfather was a lay preacher in the Brethren Church in Scotland, and he died at age 95 back in 2006. And just two weeks before he died, he was preaching. Um, my gran is now almost 101, um, and still talks about old people as if she's not one. Uh, my mum is half German, half Israeli and Jewish by birth. It's quite a concoction. Um, unfortunately, she did suffer quite a lot of trauma in her childhood, and she was actually brought up in the care system. Uh, but as a young teenager, she was placed with a Christian foster family, and God intervened. So my parents met at church youth group. Um, they married young and got cracking with a couple of babies. Um, so my childhood was very comfortable and happy. But I had a dream, a hope. I wanted to be a performer when I grew up, an actress, a dancer, a singer, a musician, a songwriter, a choreographer, you name it, I wanted to do it. I wanted to be a West End star. I wanted to be applauded and admired for my talents. I grew up in a small town called Lilnithgal <clears throat> in the middle of nowhere, and um, I couldn't wait to leave. So, um, yeah, I wanted opportunities. I had exhausted the range of small town dra uh, drama studios, dance studios, school choirs, amateur dramatic societies, and I just wanted to achieve bigger and better things. And I even felt that this was what God had called me to do. I felt that he wanted me to use the gifts he gave me to work in this industry, and whilst I was there to tell people about Jesus. But I had it all planned out. So I auditioned for drama school to study musical theatre, and guess what? I didn't get in. And I was devastated and disappointed. But whilst this was tough, I was young and determined, but also very committed in my faith, and thankfully God led me to a Bible college in Notting Hill Gate, which ran a year-long course called the School of Creative Ministries. And I auditioned and I was accepted, and I moved to London a month before turning 18. And it was the perfect place for me. I was trained in performing arts as well as studying the Bible, and I was encouraged to pursue a career in the arts and to pursue God. But very soon the course was over, and out into the big wide world I went. I was impatient. I just wanted to get on with my career in the arts, and um, perhaps more training might have been a better path, but my career never really seemed to take off. I did work, I did all the usual low-paid, um, no-pay jobs that jobbing actors do, but most of the time I was resting and taking retail or temping jobs to pay the bills. 
in the rent, and I began to feel disappointed in my life and disappointed with God. I felt that God had called me to do something, and it just wasn't happening. But I continued to work hard at it, went to dance classes, took singing lessons, auditioned and auditioned and auditioned, and I did work, but not really the kind of work that I really desired. Um, I lived with constant disappointment at every rejection, and for a long time, I did manage to keep hoping that one day it would all come together. One day, I would fulfill my destiny, until one day, I just stopped hoping. And now we're just going to watch a little clip from a film called La La Land. director she was at your play and she loved it and she loved it so much that she wants you to come in tomorrow and audition for this huge movie that she's got I'm not going to that I'm not going to that what? that one's gonna be no that one's gonna be I'm sorry that will kill me what what you have to be quiet. If you, you want me to, quiet, then you have to quiet. make sense. If you want me to be quiet, you have to make some goddamn sense. You tell me why you're not going. It's because, because why? I've been to a million auditions, and the same thing happens every time, where I get interrupted because someone wants to get a sandwich, or I'm crying, and they start laughing, or there's people sitting in the waiting room, and they're, and they're like me, but prettier, mm. and better at the, because maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. No. No, maybe I'm not. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. You are. Maybe I'm not. You are. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream for me, you know? And then you you set it. You, you change your dreams and then you grow up. Maybe I'm one of those people and I'm not supposed to. And I can go back to school and I can find something else that I'm supposed to do because I left to do that, and it's been six years, and I don't want to do it anymore. Why? Why what? Why don't you want to do it anymore? Because they think it hurts a little bit too much. You're a baby. <laughs> I'm not a baby, you I'm are. trying to grow up. You're crying like a baby. Oh my God. And you have an audition tomorrow at 5.30. I'll be out front at 8 a.m. You'll be out front or not. I don't know. How did you find me here? The house in front of the library. Stop. So, I relate to this moment so much. I was watching this movie and I literally didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I was literally like <gasps> a total mess in my chair because it just brought back so many memories. Um, it's exactly, I felt exactly how she felt. I'd felt it too. Maybe if I'd had Ryan Gosling to yell at me, things might have been different. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. 
what if I'm not good enough? What if it's just a pipe dream? It hurts too much. <clears throat> so, back to my story. Um, throughout this whole time, I was part of a large Pentecostal church, which I'd had many amazing years at. Unfortunately, things went a little wrong. I won't go into details, because that's another story, but I left the church feeling very hurt and angry. And these feelings, combined with years of constant disappointment, left me feeling pretty miserable, depressed, even. And this lasted over a year. And whilst I wouldn't say I ever lost my faith entirely, I most certainly lost my hope, and my heart grew sick. I rarely went to church, and when I did, I sat at the back with an enormous chip on my shoulder. And this year was quite a wilderness experience for me. But God never let me go, even though I let go of him. You know, whilst feeling miserable, I did stuff I wish I hadn't, and I made choices that perhaps weren't very wise. And I wish I could say there was a single moment where it all turned out. Um, an amazing, dramatic story to tell, but there wasn't. Just slowly and gradually, God brought me back to him. <clears throat> I tentatively found a new church which loved me and accepted me just where I was, warts and all, and I was able to rebuild my faith and hope slowly, as well as ask questions and share my doubts without feeling judged. And I hope that's how you feel about coming here. Interestingly enough, <clears throat> and with the beauty of hindsight, I can now look back on this time and see my character developing, and God preparing me for what he had planned for me, not what I had planned. Although if you'd have told me back then that his plan involved being a vicar's wife, I would have ran a mile. Now, this experience, you know, it made me, more it made me a more compassionate person. It made me less judgmental. It made me more sympathetic. It made me less self-involved. God softened my rough edges and made me more gracious, which turned out to be just what I needed for the future God had planned. You know, he worked all things in my life for good. And also, around this time, I suddenly started to get some work. And, and I did a film, and I, I did a play, and I was in a musical. And I was sharing my faith, too. Um, in fact, just a few years ago, I bumped into um, the director of the show that I was in um, at Focus, of all places. And he wasn't a Christian back when um, we worked together. And um, I was gobsmacked. And um, <clears throat> I remembered back then, you know, having lots of in-depth discussions with him about God and about what it was all about, and he was really, really intrigued. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I don't take all the credit for him becoming a Christian, obviously, but, um, but maybe it planted a seed, and he, I know he went on and he did an alpha course in a theater um, after the show that we did. <clears throat> um, yeah, God only started to use me, I think, when I realized that I couldn't do it on my own. And when I started to put my hope in him and his promises and not in a dream. When I realized that my destiny is not about what I do, but about who I am. Now, I never had that dream career <clears throat> I always hoped for. Maybe there is still time, who knows? <clears throat> but I'm not disappointed anymore. It doesn't mean that the desire to perform and have a career in the arts has just gone away. But I guess that hope for recognition and the applause and that fame that I craved has been laid down before God. And I still need to do this now. Not daily as I once did, but occasionally it creeps back in. <clears throat> that envy at others' successes or other people's talents. 
And by the way, Facebook is a nightmare for this. <clears throat> you know, friends with people that you've worked with in the past, and there they are popping up doing this amazing job there and working with this amazing person there. And those thoughts of why is it them and not me? You know, how come they're getting all these opportunities and I, and I never did? But I know that God has a plan and a purpose for my life which supersedes these desires, and I don't want to get in the way of that because that is my true destiny. You know, the world might say that I never fulfilled my destiny, but what I realized is that my destiny is not what I thought it was. We think of destiny as being about what we'll be doing in the future, what, we will, what will we be, what job will we have, the things that we hope for when we were young, like we talked about earlier. The world, and even some Christian speakers that I've heard, would say to me when I was feeling disappointed, like Mia in the clip from La La Land, you know, they'd say, don't give up. Fight for your dreams. You can be anything you want to be. And I know that sometimes there's a place for this when, you know, we need to fight against that inner critic who wants to tell us that we're not good enough. But at the same time, I can't help feeling that maybe they've missed something somewhere. Maybe I missed something somewhere. For most people, I think their purpose in life is just simply to find happiness, to be happy, to be content. Um, to have some of those things that they always dreamed of. But for Christians, it's more than that, right? It's, it's about living in relationship with God. So let me propose this to you. Our destiny, if we are Christians, is simply living a life of holiness. To be the person that God created you to be and to help us with living our everyday life, God has made us in his image. You know, we're set apart for his purposes. When we live holy lives, that is who we were created to be. Holiness is our destiny. And when we start to think about our hopes and our dreams in this light, <clears throat> everything changes because our identity no longer lies in them. Who we are is no longer dependent on them. It would be very easy for me to feel bitter and disappointed uh, about my past and spend all my time wishing things had been different, regretting decisions I made and paths I took and thinking maybe, just maybe, what if this or what if that? But thankfully, God has liberated me from my disappointments. He set me free from them and he's reminded me of his promises for me because the Bible is full of God's promises, but we so easily forget them. And to help you remember them, I've handily printed them out for you on some paper, which you'll find on your tables. Um, if you want to have a quick look, I'll just read some of them out to you now. There's two different ones, and you can take them home with you, you know, stick them up on your wall or put them in your Bible or put them up next to your mirror, somewhere where you'll see them every day. You know, Matthew 11:28. are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll, receive, you'll, you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you hope, give you the future that you hope for. Have a read. There's lots of them there. The Bible is full of them. So what is my bright hope for tomorrow? Well, it's not simply that I will spend eternity with Jesus in his perfect new kingdom, although this is certainly part of it. 
And I try to live my life here on Earth with an eternal perspective when making decisions and facing difficulties. But my hope is that he's promised me life in all its fullness right here on this Earth, actual tomorrow, not someday, but now. Um, he's adopted me into his family, and I'm his child, and he'll never let me go, no matter what I feel or don't feel for him. So I have a bright hope for tomorrow, because God gives me strength for today, just as he did yesterday, and all my yesterdays, no matter what mistakes we've made, what disappointments or regrets we've had, what traumas we've been through, what wrong decisions we've made. God has promised those of us who put our trust in him that he will take our past and use it for good, that he'll heal us and he'll make us whole and holy, that he'll make us new and give us freedom from our disappointments. Because of what Jesus did for us, our sins are forgiven and we can receive peace and a genuine, real hope for tomorrow. This is our true destiny. What we're gonna do now is I'm just gonna ask Jules to come up and just play some music. And let's just spend some time with God. Um, and what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna read out some of those Bible verses, some of those promises that God has for you. I'm just gonna read them out as we listen to the music and you should just spend some time um, letting them just flow over you, soaking them in and yeah, believing them, believing them for you. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you.
Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart.